What is Zen Buddhism? And why do practitioners sit around so much? What is the purpose of meditation? And what does it mean to quiet your mind? These are the questions I'm asking on the 56th episode of Patterson in Pursuit. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Patterson in Pursuit. I am your host, Steve Patterson, and this interview is coming to you from Japan. I had a conversation with a Zen Buddhist monk while I was outside of Osaka, Japan, and we had a conversation about the basics of Zen Buddhism. I think lots of Westerners don't really have a clear conception of Buddhist philosophy or Buddhism in practice. The Western mind, I think, has all kinds of weird and warbled interpretations of what Buddhists are actually claiming. And Zen Buddhism, in particular, gets invoked quite often by people who like to make really irrational and outrageous arguments. So why is that the case? My suspicion is that it's a grand misinterpretation of Buddhism. So in this interview, I get down to some of the basics. It turns out that meditation is absolutely central to Buddhism, and there's a perfectly reasonable explanation for why that's the case. So while in Japan, I actually had an unexpectedly difficult time finding monks who were comfortable talking in an interview in English. So after making a bunch of phone calls and sending a bunch of emails, I found somebody who was both a monk, in fact, the head monk at a Zen temple, who was also an English speaker and available to talk. And that was Keiho Nishigaki, who is the resident priest at the Nanyoji Temple in the Soto sect school of Zen Buddhism. In addition to agreeing to do this interview with me, he also demonstrated he had a great deal of patience. Because where this place was, was actually quite a ways away from where I was staying, which was in Kyoto. And I planned on arriving about 45 minutes early. But through a series of unfortunate events and incompetence on my end, I wound up showing up 45 minutes late to this interview, which was nearly all of the time that we had allotted for it. So I felt terrible, but being a Zen Buddhist priest, Keiho was very patient with me. And in fact, after our conversation, he even gave me a guided Zen meditation experience, which I'm going to tell you about after our conversation. It was a pretty cool learning opportunity for me. The sponsor for this episode is Praxis. If you think it's pretty neat what I've been able to do, somebody outside of academia, traveling around, having these conversations and these experiences in all these different countries, that's great. I think it's pretty unique too. I'm glad to be able to do it. But get used to it if you're interested in the world of ideas. Because things have changed. And I think this is going to become way more common with independent intellectuals who don't see the purpose of going into academia to get their formal credential to make it in the world of ideas. Now, that kind of independence is a perfect complement to the company Praxis. What Praxis does is they take individuals who are inspired, who are enthusiastic about going into the real world and skeptical of academia, and they place them at paid apprenticeships where you get real-world experience. That is the new and superior process in the modern economy for starting your career. You don't need to go into academia anymore. For most people, college is obsolete, overpriced, irrelevant, and you learn a bunch of bad ideas. So why waste your time when you have an alternative 
like Praxis. If you're interested in the Praxis program, go to steve-patterson.com slash Praxis, P-R-A-X-I-S, and you can learn more. All right, so let's dive right into the interview with Keiho Nishigaki at his Zen Buddhist temple outside of Osaka, Japan. So first I want to thank you for being patient with me. Um, I wasted about 45 minutes of your time on the way here. I know, that's okay. I really appreciate it. Don't worry, never mind. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to ask you a couple of basic questions Mm -hmm. about Buddhism because in the United States, Mm -hmm. there's a lack of understanding. I don't think most people understand what Buddhism is or there's kind of a Hollywood version Mm. of Buddhism. Mm. So some people say Buddhism is a religion. Some people say it's a philosophy. Some people say it's a set of rituals. For you, you've been... You said you've been uh, here for 20 years, right? Um, yeah, yeah. What, in the, in the most broad sense, what is your understanding of Buddhism? Is it a practice or is it a set of beliefs? I think Buddhism is, uh, yeah, you, you said uh, someone uh, religious, someone uh, philosophy. But the, as a first, Buddhism is uh, Buddha's teaching. He, he's a teacher, of course, 2,600 or more. <laughs> yeah. And then, but, but the same, same human. Yeah. Mm. Not, not the God. Yeah. And then, of course, I know a Christian or Jewish and then some another big religion. But uh, everyone needed God. <laughs> yeah. And uh, very, very, Super, like a Superman <laughs> style, you know. <laughs> but the uh, Buddha was, uh, I think, very formal, formal people, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, we respect him for his life, and his, of course, his uh, practice and his his teaching, and uh, but. Uh, He's the same human, mm-hmm. yeah, not special, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that yeah. definitely distinguishes Buddhism from a lot of the other big world yeah. views because yeah. your central figure yeah. is a human, yeah. just yeah. a human with some, mm. seems like, good ideas. Yes, yes, yes. So let's talk a little bit about some of those ideas, mm-hmm. about the Buddha's ideas. What were some of the insights that are central to Buddhism, and what do you find persuasive about his teaching? So I know in Buddhism there are the four noble truths. Mm. So maybe we could go into that and talk about what those are. I, uh, yeah, of course I studied uh, all, all, all my life, but uh, not special. I think just a. Uh, uh, pure, pure mind, pure mind. Mm. Yeah, I think just just one thing. I think, yeah, his teaching is many words, many ideas, many thinking, many speaks. But uh, just one thing is uh, clean up and then keep pure mind. Okay. Yeah. So I think yeah. What is that? What is pure mind? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> Because uh, we cannot see y- your mind, yeah. But uh, everyone have a mind. 
mm-hmm. and uh, everyone clean up rooms, clothes. Mm-hmm. But m- mind duty is not not to right. Yeah, yeah, you know. Mm-mm. So, so would you say this yeah. that really the core mm. teaching of Buddhism mm-hmm. is techniques for cleaning up your mind? Techniques. Um, mm. Practices for clean for cleaning up the clutter of the mind is that yeah yeah, yeah of course but uh, in Japan ma- many sect mm. uh, one Buddhism mm-hmm. because uh, we have uh, some difference for practice we uh, base zazen mm. then sitting and then zen means come down to keep good balance and clean up. Mind, mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, as a sect, some some different. But uh, every Buddhism, keep good balance, keep good mind. Mm. Yeah. So for your sect, that thinks zazen mm-hmm. is the best way to mm-hmm. achieve a clarity of mind. Mm-hmm. Now that means for Westerners, we would say that's meditation. Yes, right? yes it's the same yes. thing as meditation. So, what is that practice? What are you doing when you're practicing zazen? What? Ah, what do you do? You said it's sitting. Uh, yeah, but we're I, sitting now, and I don't feel like yeah, I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> I think, of course, everyone different. It depends upon you, you and me. Mm. You, you know, uh, uh, someone ju- just a sitting. Someone. Uh, some imaginations, mm. but uh, meditation is a little bit different from zazen. Mm. Yeah, zazen is uh, keep, keep up eyes a little bit, but uh, meditation is uh, all, almost I think uh, yoga or some some meditation mm. is, uh, close eyes, mm. close and open very different I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for example, uh, Tibetan mm-hmm. Tibetan uh, monk. Sometimes they, they do meditation. Mm. Someone a little bit open, but they're almost monk close. Yeah. So what are the differences when you have I your think, eyes open? Uh, if if close, uh, some imagination too big. Mm. <laughs> but I and then practice. We don't nothing. <laughs> yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's very difficult practice. We we cannot become nothing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Someone thinking, someone confusing, someone uh, one one sleeping, <laughs> dreaming. But uh, of course, we live it now, so we have some some something. Mm-hmm. But uh, just stop is Zen style. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for would you agree with mm. putting it this way that. Mm-hmm. One of the ways to clear out the clutter of the mind mm-hmm. is to try to stop the mind. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways to try to stop the mind mm-hmm. is by zazen, mm-hmm. sitting and mm-hmm. not imagining, but trying to stop all of that mm-hmm. process. Is that correct? Yeah, J- just a sitting. Mm. <laughs> sitting is a sitting. Now we're we talking. <laughs> talking is talking. I see. And then drinking, tea is drinking. One, one thing is very important. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What are some of the other ways of practicing Zen Buddhism? You have the sitting. Mm-hmm. What are some other 
um, methods for for practice. As a practice? Uh, yes. So so if if, yeah. I, if somebody were to try to clear the clutter of, from their mind, and they were to sit and mm -hmm. do zazen, what are some other uh, ways? Uh, we, we call zen. Hmm. Zen means uh, our all life. Sleeping, eating, uh, washing hair, face, and then and all, almost clean up is a practice for Zen monk. Mm. Yeah. This is a Zen means, big means. Someone mistakes Zen is ju just a sitting practice. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. It's the Zen. Za mm. means sitting. Zen means practice, I think. Mm. So Zen. Zen means uh, all life, every speaking, every motions, so everything you practice, <laughs> I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and uh, of course, cook, cooking is uh, one, one of the very important practice in the Soto sect. Mm -hmm. Soto school was open from uh, Dogen master. Yeah, mm -hmm. he, he is very, very intelligent. But he, he was very simple. <laughs> he keep the uh, pure mind mm. and very hard to teach. <laughs> yeah. So, so. Everything is a practice. It seems like for somebody like me, if I were to do, if I were to cook or to clean, it doesn't seem like I would be doing it in a very Zen way, or in a very relaxed or, or um, meaningful way. It would be kind of uh, haphazard, and it, it would almost add clutter to uh, my mind. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So, for a simple practice like that, for cleaning or cooking, uh, how do you turn that? Simple. You know, uh, yeah. How do you turn that into a Zen practice? Maybe I think uh, I said it to one time. Uh, one thing is good. Mm. If you want to clean up your rooms, but not only your rooms, you should think. Mm. Because someone visits here, especially temple, anytime keep clean up is better. Yeah. So if you, your house is, and the toilet is toilet, and then duty or not, you don't care. Every time clean up, every day, Clean up. It, keep, keep. It's one one practice. Mm. Keep is very important. Mm -hmm. Of course, everyone busy. Yeah, too much. And uh, we have our electronics in there. But uh, every day, one one thing or two thing. Keep is better. Mm. Yeah. And then today, this room clean up. Tomorrow, uh, as a, it's okay. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and one day, one thing, it's one way to practice. Mm. Yeah, but uh, of course, it depends on you. Yeah, not not every day is okay. If you you are busy, uh, once a week, once a month, yeah, mm -hmm. it, it's good. I think. Yeah. So putting this all together, then would you say mm -hmm. the practice of Zen mm -hmm. can be experienced anywhere? Mm -hmm. As long as you are focusing on just doing the thing that you're doing, you're doing one thing. Mm -hmm. So when you're cleaning, you clean. Mm -hmm. When you're driving, you drive. 
you don't split your mind in multiple places. You're just focusing on that one area. It doesn't really matter what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I like that. <laughs> I, I think I th I, I want to try. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but now is everyone busy? Yeah. So something, uh, coring and then cooking. Yeah. And watching TV. <laughs> Everything too much. Yeah. And then I think too much stress. Yeah. I think I think I I have my mind. Is very cluttered by and and when I think about it now, I'm never doing the thing that I'm doing. Yeah. So what happens then? What is when mm. you're when you're just sitting mm. and you've able you're able to kind of clear out mm. that clutter of the mind? Mm. Do you gain insight mm -hmm. about what is true? Do you gain insight about yourself? Mm. What is that end goal of? I'm sitting. I'm not thinking. Just mm, mm, sitting. Mm, mm, mm. What is that like? Is it pure experience? What What is that state like to reach that not doing with your mind? Oh. Or is it not like anything? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, of course. But uh, in Buddhism, everything accept, accept. accept? Yeah, everything. Mm. Good to sing, bad thing, not a pure and a pure mind. Everything knows condition. Yeah. Everything watch yourself is better, I think. Yeah. You know? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the the Hollywood version of Buddhism or the Hollywood. The Hollywood, yeah. The, yeah. the uh, like uh like fashion style. Fashion yeah, 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 style, yeah. 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 When they think of Buddhism, there's this simplistic idea that in in the practice of Zen training and what Westerners might consider meditation, you achieve enlightenment and you understand now some fundamental truth or nature of the universe and become some kind of a guru type. Is that, in, in your sect of Buddhism, is that something that happens? Is, is there like a moment at which you, you understand and you become somehow enlightened about the truth? Or is, it, or is, that, is that a mistaken way of thinking ah, about yeah, things? Yeah, of course. Some, some, some part of mistake, some, some, someone mistakes. Yeah, uh, especially young people, like a fashion style. Mm -hmm. That's the one, one I think just one one style. Mm. It, it is, I think it is good, yeah. But uh, now as young people, you know, of course, getting older, and then how they do do think about Buddhism, just fashion or more deep, mm -hmm. yeah. It depends on person. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I I think Buddhism. And the Buddha's teaching is everyone already have have Buddha's mind. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, of course, it depends on country and the condition and the lifestyle. Everyone difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I was become a monk, uh, when I was eight, I decided, and then of course I need uh, in Japan. Uh, I need a general education and then monks' education. Mm -hmm. we, we need both. Yeah. 
And then in Japan, priest is one of jobs like a company style. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very very different from China or other other countries Buddhism style. I think very 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 special. But I I choose, <laughs> yeah, when I was kids because uh, my grandfather was big master, yeah, and then his teaching very very nice. Mm. Sometimes very hard, sometimes very uh, softly. Yeah, of course, all almost people young generation don't have it really uh, just right. too too much maybe. Yeah. But uh, one style is one style, yeah. But uh, we we don't care. Okay. Yeah, not not a good uh, good or not. Uh, I don't I don't I don't think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned that you think everybody has Buddha's mind. Can can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah. In Zen Zen mind, uh, everything okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, of course, it depends on my uh, person's mind. Yeah, but the Buddha's teaching is um, we we was born from mothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, already we have a life. Already we have a Buddha's mind. Yeah. So how we care of ourselves and our mind. And then someone can find, especially Buddhist people, Buddhist monk, everyone. We are not us, you know. Just a body and mind, life, everything from others. Hmm. Yeah, of course, uh, parents and their ancestors, but the, somewhere <laughs> come from. Mm-hmm. So we are not ourselves everything so especially in japanese old style in the uh, every life is very important mind too i i think it, it's a re- result <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah okay sorry maybe not a good, a good answer <laughs> yeah so mm. let me ask you then mm. this is a question i asked mm. i had an interview with a professor at harvard about buddhism mm. and i asked her about the self uh-huh. What, what is this? What is the I? What is me? She said that, at least in Buddhism, in her understanding, the self is kind of an illusion. Ah, uh, it's something uh-huh. that isn't really there. It seems mm. like it's there, but mm. it's not actually mm. there. Maybe the consciousness is real, but that it's a self mm. is is not is not true. Mm, 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 mm. Is what do you? What is your perspective on that? Mm. <laughs> You think it's not a tr- true? <laughs> I, I do. It seems like uh, it's uh, uh. there is a self, oh. but I'm not exactly sure what it is. Oh. And I know in, in uh, a lot of people, Westerners mm. trying to paraphrase Buddhism will say, "Oh, the self is an illusion. There's no such oh. thing as as the self." So yeah. I think I, I, my my it's my style. Okay, <laughs> sure. Maybe another. Another priest different, I think. <laughs> I maybe I, I'm a I know outer all. Okay. <laughs> I think uh, I I don't like no no doubt. For example, some, some uh, you you said uh, uh, 
Western uh, people, some like a, like a fake Buddhism. Yeah. yeah. Someone maybe teach something. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think they have some information, some uh, te- teaching. Mm. Because they, they have interest in, in Buddhism something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, uh, good way, good way is better. Yeah, of course. Buddha's teaching is a, uh, the way uh, for goodness, you know. Yeah. Mm. But I, I don't like doubt people. Mm. Yeah. I try to, as a first, believe and then open my. Mm. Yeah. If, if, if someone is fake or someone Terrorizing, it's it's okay, <laughs> you know. That's a fake is fake, I think. Yeah. Okay, so would you say that my own approach uh, has been for over the last year in these conversations, doing a lot of doubt and skepticism and inquiry and trying to sort these things out. It seems like your position is much more tolerant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that, in terms of like the philosophy, you you don't have strong positions on the matter, or you're just open to, yeah, to everybody. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. yeah. And uh, if everyone, of course, not only Japanese, many people, other country stay here, rich people, and then someone, uh, doctor, someone. Uh, Student, but uh, I don't care. <laughs> Everyone say same thing, mm-hmm. and then of course eating same same food. <laughs> yeah, when they they stay here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not special. <laughs> yeah, everyone. Uh, if we we do do want to practice, but but this mm. same thing. Yeah, same times. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I'm priest, and the priest means teach teacher. Yeah, and the good thing, I want to teach. Mm. Bad thing, I don't care. I, I don't like it. Teach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. This no, has no, been no, really no. fantastic. <laughs> so sorry, uh, but bad to answer. <laughs> it's one of them answer. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that was the conversation that we had. And then what immediately followed is Keho offered to give me some Zen Buddhist training. I accepted, and I've never had any experience like this. So I'm going to tell you exactly what that entailed. So right after the interview, we got up and we went to another part of the temple, which was very ornate and had kind of beautiful shrine in the middle. And in fact, the the ground, the floor reminded me very much of my dojo when I was training Hakuru Jiu-Jitsu um, several years ago in upstate New York. There's a kind of, I think it's called t- tatami mat or something like that. When you walk into this room, you're supposed to bow, and then you're not supposed to walk on the, the seams of the floor, and then there's other, you know, you bow at the shrine, and there's other bowing, and there's a particular way that you hold your hands when you're walking around there. So it's very kind of, this part was very ritualistic. And then he took me to this wall, this just plain white 
wall that had like a kind of the texture of a popcorn ceiling, if you know what that is. And there's some cushions in front of the wall. And so he sat down on his little cushion. I sat down on, on my cushion. And he gave me just basic instruction about the correct way to sit, how to put your hands, what you're supposed to be doing, how to breathe kind of deep into your gut, and just stare at the wall. Not looking actually at the wall, not focusing on the wall itself, just kind of letting your your gaze soften so you're not really looking at anything. There's no amazing visual input that's coming in through your eyes. So after we did that, he got up and I was gazing at the wall. And then he walked behind the wall and then clanged a bell a few times. It totally startled me. But I guess that symbolized the beginning of the practice. So he hit the bell a few times and then he started kind of walking around the, the room in this temple with the shrines. And I was trying not to focus on it. I was trying to not focus on anything. I was just trying to sit, right? The Soto Zen is about just sitting. So that's what I was trying to do, not be distracted by him walking around. And then I think there was some kind of burning incense when he was doing that while I was sitting there. And then there was quiet for, it was probably only 10 minutes, but it seemed like forever. And as I was gazing at the wall and there was not, not a lot of sensory input going in, I found it incredibly difficult to quiet my mind. My mind was giving me all kinds of anxiety because I was thinking, you know, am I doing this right? What am I doing here? I have other th- I'm just sitting like, Steve, you're not working. You're not doing anything. You're just sitting here. Come on. And then the other part of my brain was like, no, no, this is, it's 10 minutes. Calm down. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is an awesome experience. Like kind of once in a lifetime moment to have this private session here with a Zen Buddhist in Japan. But it was so hard for me to calm my mind down. And it took almost the entirety of the session before I started being able to calm down and my anxiety level reduced just from sitting. So after maybe 10 or 15 minutes or so, he starts chanting. He starts reading from some texts. I don't know. I don't know exactly know what it was. It was a, a kind of a mixture of singing and chanting. And it was nice. And then what followed after that was, I guess, a translation of what he had just said. I don't actually remember what the translation was. I think it was just like reading from a holy book or if it was kind of an uh, introduction of what you're supposed to be doing or Zen Buddhism. I don't actually remember what it was. I just remember it was the, the singy chanty that was followed then by the translation. Then after that, he got up again, rang the bell, which was the end of the ceremony, told me in the correct way to leave the mat properly. And that was that. And then I talked to him a little bit after that. I got a, got a good selfie with him in front of the shrine. If you go to my website, steve-patterson.com slash 56, you'll find a picture there of Keho and I in front of the shrine. And then that was that. He took me back to the train station. We had a great conversation on the way where I was telling him how difficult it was, surprisingly difficult it was for me just to sit. And he laughed. And, and I, I guess this is a normal experience for beginners. But it actually opened my eyes a bit. Um, both the conversation, the experience, and then some of the reading materials he gave me afterwards. It, uh, there's something here that I want to explore, and I, I'm going to start doing some training, some meditation training. And some of the conversations you'll hear that I've had while I've been in Thailand with the the uh, Buddhists here, they're not Zen Buddhists, but they're also Buddhists. We talked about meditation. Uh, I know lots of people rave about meditation. I've just not really tried it. Um, But I think there is truth to be discovered. I think there is a kind of mental training that comes with meditation that I want to experience and participate in. 
it's been made pretty clear to me that my my mind is split and cluttered most of the time. I'm thinking about way too many things at once. And really, now that I think about it, the times that I feel like I'm in the most meditative state for me is when I'm in either the shower or the bathtub in really hot water thinking. That's where I get most of my best philosophizing done is in the shower or the tub. And when I think about it and I reflect on those experiences... I'm just thinking about one thing. I'm thinking about whatever philosophic topic it is. If I'm thinking about free will or the liar's paradox or the metaphysics of mathematics, whatever it is, in that, in that really, really deep and contemplative state of mind, I'm just thinking about one thing. So I would love to be able to experience that more throughout the day where I don't have to split my attention and split my mind in half thinking about multiple things at once. So I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. I hope you enjoyed me talking about the experience. If you did, you're definitely going to love an upcoming conversation I had with a Buddhist at a Buddhist temple here in Thailand. That'll be out, I think, in a couple of weeks. I'm actually going to end this recording now and head to the airport. I am flying out of Bangkok today, flying to Hong Kong for one night, and then I'll be heading back home to the States. So that's all for me. You guys have a great week.